0: Welcome to the sermons of Steve Galloway, pastor of First Baptist Church, Macon, Mississippi. Let us join together as we study God's Word, and let us be challenged to apply His truth to our hearts so that we may serve Him faithfully. May God bless you. Let me invite you to turn to John chapter 8, verses 31 through 47. Okay, Wayne, I appreciate you leading us in that prayer, and Folks, there are so many needs around us. We cannot quit praying. There are so many ways that we can be praying. In choir, I thank you so much for that wonderful anthem. Uh, allow me to read this passage of Scripture. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 47. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Then answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants. Yet you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak these things which I have seen with my father. Therefore you also do the things which you heard from your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. And they said to him, We are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. And Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He is a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak the truth... Why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason you do not hear them, because you are not of God. Let's bow together. Dear Lord, open our hearts. Help us to truly know these truths. That the truth that can set us free from the power of sin. Lord, that's the truth that each and every Christian, uh, Lord, just depends on each and every day. Lord, even though we still sin, sin no longer has a true power because your spirit now lives in us and has the power over sin. But Lord, there are so many in our world that represents, uh, are represented just like these religious leaders. Lord, they think that they know the truth, but they are so far from it. Lord, their father is not God. Their father is Satan. And they don't even realize it. Lord, help us to not only live in a way that proves that that you are truly our Father, but Lord, help us to live in such a way that points others to you, helps them to realize who their true Father is, that it's not you. Lord, guide our study today. Lord, thank you for your presence, your power, your love for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, the first two verses here, verses 31 and 32, are really Jesus' message to the believers. We ended in the last verse, uh, that many believed. Now, we don't know the extent of their belief in Jesus. Obviously, Jesus had not yet died. He had not been buried. He had not risen from the dead, nor ascended into heaven. But they believed with their heart that he truly was sent of God, that he was the Messiah. Did they understand everything? Obviously not, because the things they need to understand most had not even happened yet. But what we do know is that they, in their own hearts, believe that Jesus was the truth, that he was the Son of God, that he was Messiah. And so Jesus looks at them, and he answers their belief. And he says something that is still important to us today, found in verse uh, 31. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Notice that Jesus uses the word continuing. Did you know that salvation is not a one-time shot? It's not something that happened in my life when I was about nine years old and that was it? That I believe that Jesus was my Savior and he saved me from my sins and that's all that matters? Jesus says, if you continue in my word. That is a lifelong process. To be a Christian, it is a lifelong process. That's, I've been preaching so much about the surrendered life, of the lordship of Christ in our lives. This is the, the continuation of Christianity. And Jesus, even before his death, burial, and resurrection, is already sharing that this is a continual process. If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. What's that saying? If you don't continue in my word, then you're not my disciples. If you say that salvation is a one-time thing and it doesn't matter anymore how I live, how I treat God's word, then you don't know God. He is not your true father. Then he added to that, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, folks, that's a powerful statement to know the truth. It's hard for us to believe, uh, especially for people like myself, who, who gave their life to Christ as Savior at a fairly young age, to believe that we didn't know the truth. But there are many people who give their life to Christ at a much later age, and they realize, I didn't know the truth for most of my life. And there are people today that still do not know the truth. What is the truth? The truth is the Word of God. And if you look at the Word of God from beginning to end, Jesus is the center point of it throughout. Even through the Old Testament all the way back in Genesis, you see Jesus in it. You see the, the prophecy, you see the foretelling of the Messiah. We even see that Jesus is from John chapter 1 where it says, and he was the word that spoke all creation. Well, you go back to Genesis chapter 1 and creation was spoken. Let there be. Did you know that's Jesus? If Jesus spoke it from John chapter 1, and we see that the spoken word is the act of creation in Genesis chapter 1, they're the same. So Jesus is all the way through the Bible. The prophecies speak of the coming Messiah. The people did struggle with understanding all that. But those who are now believing in Jesus now know the truth. And what does Jesus say about the truth? And the truth shall make you free. Free from what? Free from the power of sin. The power of sin controls each and every person who does not know Christ. The power of sin is the controlling force in every person's life. The only way that we can overcome the power of sin, the grip of sin, the slavery to sin, is through Jesus Through surrendered life to him. And so we look and it says, And the truth will make you free. Free from the power of sin. Now I would love to say that the moment that you give your heart and life to Christ, you will never sin again. Wouldn't that be great? Man, that would be awesome. But that doesn't happen. Anybody not sin this week? We all have sinned to some point in our lives. But sin no longer has a power or grip or control. We are no longer slaves to sin. When I sin now, I pray this is true for each and every one of us. The Holy Spirit of God convicts me of that sin. I confess that sin before God. He forgives me of that sin. He helps me to have the strength and the power to repent or turn away from that sin. And then sin no longer has power or control over me it will then be my desire to live in a way that I do not sin against God. Sin is not something that's just flippant anymore in my life. It's not just a way of life. As a matter of fact, sin for most people who do not know Christ, is just a way of life. They don't realize that they are slaves to sin because it's just a normal way of life. But what Jesus is saying is I can overcome that grip of sin, the slavery to sin. I can rescue you from that. So, the problem that most people, even Christians today, have is that they try to battle sin with their own strength and determination. I'm going to fight Satan. I'm going to not sin today. And they try to do it in their own strength, their own power, their own determination. And, folks, you'll fail every single time. I know because I've done it, you have. The only way that we can have victory over sin is to surrender ourselves to the Lordship of Christ, to allow His Holy Spirit that dwells within us to take control of our thoughts, our desires, our words, our deeds, our entire being. Then we will have victory over the slavery of sin. Well, we go from verse 32 to verse 33. It says, and they answered Him. Well, the believers did not answer Him in this way. The Jewish leaders who are still present. And when we look at the Bible, the way it's written in the Hebrew and the Greek and the Aramaic and all these things, we don't always see that segue when Jesus is in a midst of people where there's both believers and non believers. We don't always see the transition between the believers speaking, non believers speaking, and Jesus speaking. Sometimes they're kind of blended together. This is one of those times. Picking up verse 33, now it's the religious leaders who are not believers. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Y'all want to just laugh for a second. Just think about what these people have just said. These religious leaders just said we have never been enslaved to anyone ever. They have a pretty short memory, don't they? Go back to Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt. Later on, the northern tribes were taken into captivity by Assyria. Years later, the southern tribes were taken into captivity by Babylon. Later, Persia. And guess what? Even as they spoke these words, who had total control over them? Rome. They were slaves even as they spoke, but they denied it. Were they trying to say we've never been slaves spiritually? Well, why do you think that they were taken into captivity in Assyria and Babylon? Because they had turned their backs on God and were worshiping other idols. Yes, they were slaves to sin as well. So, they're not being honest. But they're asking Jesus, how can we become free? Well, Jesus points the finger and says... I'm not talking about Egypt. I'm not talking about Syria or Babylon or any other group. I'm talking about being slaves to sin. That's where I can set you free. Slaves to sin. Well, when Jesus talks about this, he says, there's a difference between being a slave and a son. Look at the slave. In the days that Jesus walked on the face of the earth, there were slaves. Sometimes we use the word servants, but they were owned by masters, so they were slaves. When we look at this, Jesus is saying, look at the picture of a slave and look at the picture of a son. The slave works for his master, but there is no place for him and there is no inheritance for him. He is used and he is sent away. He does not have a place to live. There were some some, uh, masters who provided homes for them, but they were not in the master's home. They were a part of his estate, but they were not in his house. And they obviously didn't have an inheritance. But look at the son. Yes, he served the father just as well, but when his day of work was over with, he sat down at the dinner table with his father. He slept in the same home as his father. And his father provided an inheritance for him. Do you see the difference? You can either be a slave to sin or a son of God. You can either be a slave that is basically sent away with no inheritance, or you can be a son of God that is Well, God even says, I'm creating many mansions, many rooms, many houses for you. There is an inheritance for you. And it's not just an inheritance that lasts till you die. It's an eternal inheritance. So we look and we see that the, the non-believers were saying, same are of Abraham. We've never been enslaved. But Jesus is to- talking about the slavery of sin and the difference between being a child of God and a slave to sin. Now, picking up verse 37, the... These religious leaders keep saying, we are descendants or of the seed of Abraham. Anytime they wanted to flex their their clout, they always went back and said, look who we are of, Abraham, the father of all Israelites. We are his descendants. And Jesus basically said, yep, you are. Physically, you are descendants of Abraham. Not bad. But at the same time, you don't act like him. Now, I know that growing up with my mom and dad, I learned a lot of their traits. And I took on a lot of their traits. I say things today, I say, Man, that that sounds just like my dad, or that sounds just like my mom. Have y'all ever done that? You've done something. And it's because you were taught by your mom or dad what to do. Your attitude, your your demeanor, the way that you react takes on your parents pretty much. Now, we do have some differences, obviously. But Jesus is basically saying, if you were truly children of Abraham, then do the deeds of Abraham. Do what Abraham would do if he were here right now. What is Jesus saying? Look at your own hearts. You want to kill me. You will not listen to the truth. And the truth is not just from me, it is from my Father. And if you notice in what we have been studying in the weeks past, Jesus usually only used the term my Father. And you know anybody could interpret that because it, the, the Greek word is pater, which means physical father. But here he says, my father, God. He says, I am of God. I'm not even doing this on my own initiative. God sent me to say these things and to do these things. And yet you will not believe, you will not listen, and you want to kill me. So, if you're claiming to be sons of Abraham, then act like. it." It's one thing to be a descendant. It's another thing to take on the family inheritance. They were not wanting to act like Abraham. Now, we can only assume what Abraham would have done if he was standing there that day. But we have to look back at Abraham's life. Yeah, he made some mistakes. He did some things that were not of God. But as a general rule, Abraham worshipped God. He loved God. He wanted to serve God. He wanted to be obedient to God. And when God called him out, he confessed. But he took some huge steps of faith, believing God. Do you remember what he did with his own son Isaac? God told him to take his son Isaac up on the hill and to sacrifice him. And Abraham was going to do it. He had the altar built. He had Isaac laying on top of it. He had the knife drawn back, ready to plunge it into his heart. That's faith. That's obedience. Abraham obeyed God. He heard the voice of God, and he obeyed the voice of God. Now these religious leaders are hearing the voice of God through Jesus, and yet they refuse to believe, and they want to kill him. So kind of picking up verse 41, Jesus claims the wrong father for them. They're they're claiming that they are children of Abraham, which means that they're children of God. And Jesus keeps kind of hinting that you are of your father. You're doing just like your father. And he's not describing Abraham, is he? Well, who is he talking about? Anytime he talks about... His Father, if you look in your Bible, I believe that all the translations will have a capital F referring to God. But anytime he refers to their Father, it is a small f referring to another Father. Little nuances that we don't always pick up on as we read through the Bible. So when Jesus says, you are of your Father, They start picking up on it because here's what they say. They say, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. What were they saying? Again, they knew a little bit about Jesus, about his childhood, about who he came from. They'd done a little bit of research of his family tree and all they looked at was the physical evidence. And here's what the physical evidence says. Mary was pregnant out of wedlock. She became pregnant before she and Joseph were married. That's fornication. That's adultery, whatever term you want to use. And they said, we're not children of fornication like you are. We are children of God. We have one Father, God. Well, Jesus disagrees with their claim. And He says... You are of your father, the devil. Whew. I take some guts to say, doesn't it? You got the most powerful religious leaders in all Judaism standing in front of you, and you say, "No, your father's not God. Your father is the devil." He's basically saying, "Like father, like son. You act just like him." How do I know you desire to lie? You desire to kill me. You lied when I when you said that there's we've never been under slavery ever, and you still want to kill me. The very Son of God sent not on my own accord, but sent from God Himself to speak these words to you. You refuse to listen. You reject me. You reject my Father. You reject His message. You lie. And you desire to kill. Well, how does that match up with Satan? Satan has been a liar and a killer from the beginning. What happened in the Garden of Eden? He lied to Eve to tempt her to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge. He caused Cain to kill Abel out of jealousy. A liar and a killer. From day one, he has set in motion his thoughts, his way of doing away with the Son of God. From the very beginning, do you remember what Herod did when he found out that the Christ child had been born, the king of the Jews? He sent around for all the male to be killed up to a certain age in that region, thinking that he would get rid of the Messiah. These very religious leaders have had it in for Jesus. They sent the the temple guards to arrest him so that they could have him tried and executed. And that didn't work out. But they still want to kill him. Murderers. Liars. The apple didn't fall far from the tree. You're Just like their father, Satan. Now we look and we see. Jesus brings it down to this. You can't hear me. You don't receive what I'm saying because you cannot hear the truth. Last week, we saw that these very people, these religious leaders, these Pharisees, were spiritually blind because they could not see that Jesus was the light of the world. Now Jesus is saying they are spiritually deaf because they cannot hear his words. They cannot hear the words of God They're sent through him. So what Jesus is saying is that you can't hear because you do not believe. If you were of children of God, the Father, you would accept me. You would believe in me. But because you do not believe in me, then you are not children of God. Now, Jesus says you are either children of God or children of Satan. Did you know that's still true today? Every single person who is alive and well and breathing on the face of this earth today has one of two fathers. Either God is their father or Satan is. There is no in-between. You today either have God as your father or Satan as your father. It really is that simple. How do you know which father you have? Well, it's not always by the outward life that you live. Because you know what? We can act pretty good most of the time, especially when people are watching us. We can act like Christians. We can be nice people. We can be generous. We can be considerate. Does that mean we're a child of God? No. There's a lot of people who have no desire to surrender their life to the Lordship of Christ who will stop alongside the road and help you change a flat tire or say something nice to you or help you out? Does that mean that just because they're good people, that they're children of God, that they're going to heaven? Absolutely not. These Pharisees, oh, they they gave their tithes and their offerings. They made a big production. They, they had these... Containers and they had these like trumpets where they would drop their coins in and make a big racket as they gave of their tithes and their offerings. They made a spectacle when they gave and helped others. Oh, they were good people. But Jesus just says, your father is the devil. If Jesus said it, it's true. So where does that leave us? Folks, you may be a wonderful person, living a wonderful life, being kind to everybody, but unless God is truly your Father, and the only way that He is is that you have surrendered your life to the Lordship of Christ, that's the only way that He can be your Father. If He is not your Father, then Satan is. You may not even realize it because you don't care. You have accepted a lifestyle that you live right now, and you're not worried about who controls it. But if you look at uh the very last sentence, the very last verse, verse 47. He who is of God hears the word of God. For this reason you do not hear them because you are not of God. One of the proofs of knowing that you are a child of God is that you will hear God. How do you hear God? Well, first of all, you'll have a desire to hear him. How's the evidence of that? This will be precious to you. It will not be sitting on a coffee table or someplace else gathering dust from Sunday to Sunday. And then you brush it off say, oh, I guess I need to take that so I look like a Christian. You will cherish the word of God. It will be a privilege to read, study, meditate on his word. To allow it to become a part of you. You know that this is God's instruction book. It's his book of love to you. It's his way of saying. This is how I desire you to live. And here's how you do it. Not in your own strength. But in my power. My strength. My spirit. Living in you. As the Holy Spirit controls our hearts. Our minds. Then the word of God will be precious to us. That's how we'll want to hear god's word another way to hear god's word is that we'll have a desire to spend time in prayer communing with god sharing the depths of our hearts desires with him the concerns that we share today about covid19 patients and families and workers but also to hear his voice to hear his spirit to give us wisdom Guidance, direction, and how we ought to live each and every day. To say, Lord, I want you to guide me in every step, every thought, every desire that I take today. As I go, I pray that you'll give me the words to say. That you'll show me how to treat others. How to minister to the needs around me. How I might be used to share the gospel. To share my own personal testimony. To invite somebody to come to hear the word of God. That is the ability to hear the Word of God. He says, you do not hear because you're not of God. So there's only two options that we are of God, children of God, with a desire to hear God. His Word is precious to us and our time with Him in prayer is precious. Or, God's not really that important. We may think about Him, but He's not truly God. Because if he was truly God, we would bow on our knees. Maybe not physically, but in our hearts as we pray. You know, the closest way to get to God is to go down, to bow. That's the easiest way to get up to God. We just surrender our all to him, and he will make his presence known. His Holy Spirit will flood our hearts, our minds, our spirits, and we will be his. See, those who hear the word of God don't just hear his words. They hear the words of life. That's what Jesus was saying last week. I am the light of the world. I am life itself. Some, Thomas asked Jesus, how do we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. For it is the righteousness of God is is revealed from faith to faith, and it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Folks... I'm sure that you and I have a lot of things in similarity. We all try to live for God in our own strength. We determined how we're going to live day by day. That's not what God's Word says. And the righteous shall live by faith. Faith. Faith is the belief of what you cannot even see. Faith is tough. Faith is saying, God, I know you're here. I believe your spirit dwells within me. But I'm still flesh and blood and I struggle with this. I still have the desires of the flesh. I still want to be in control of my life. But your word tells me that I need to be Giving myself as a living sacrifice to you each and every day, that I must take up my cross daily and bear it, that I must live surrendered to you, allowing your spirit to control who I am and what I do. It's so easy to say, but it's so hard to do. Jesus, at the very first of this, was praising those who believed. Even though they did not have the full essence of faith, because they had not yet witnessed his death, burial, and resurrection, but all that would be solidified when they did. He said that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So the question today is, do you really know the truth? What is the truth? The truth is God's message of salvation through his son jesus it is the power of salvation that's the truth you either know it and accept it and surrender to it and be a child of god or you say well that sounds good but it's not for me and you'll be a child of satan which is it let's bow together in prayer Dear Lord, we're challenged each and every day as we read, study, meditate on your word. Lord, you challenge us with your word. Lord, sometimes it's just words of encouragement. Lord, sometimes it's words that that break our heart because they show us the sin in our life. Lord, however you speak to us daily, may your Holy Spirit take those words, transform our lives. Help us to surrender to you so that you will be the one who is in control of everything that we do, who we are, how we live, so that we'll truly know that we're your children. Lord, if there's any evidence that we are not your child, that we're not listening to you, that we would rather listen to our own will and our own way and our own desires, and that's evidence that you're not our father. We're children of Satan. Lord, today is the day for us to change that. To surrender to you as our true Savior and Lord. So that we will be free from the slavery of sin. Never to be enslaved again. And to live each and every day surrendered. May we be found faithful, Lord, in living for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.